Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Justified Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Justified on FX. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 2, entitled Cash Game. Uh, I really like this episode. I don't know how Aaron felt about it. We haven't really talked about it much, but it was cool. Uh, it was a little convoluted as far as, like, you know, introducing a lot of new bad guys. And we kind of got to go with once. it. We don't know, yeah. like, a lot of people. I, I, one of the things I love about justified like i love uh you know some uh elmore leonard stuff yeah some writing some some badass dialogue it, and, and also the fact that characters have revelations that mean stuff to them that we have no idea by context or whatever yeah. what it's supposed to mean or or whatever mm-hmm. like the pizza portal we're gonna have plenty of speculation on the pizza portal i'm sure <laughs> lots of speculation um but no, I thought it was great. We this early in the season, we got a really epic Boyd and Raylan kind of meetup, uh, where they met in the hallway of Calhoun's office or whatever, and they had all yeah. that. Pl- I, I love how they and Boyd d- just handed over the documents. Like that's the weird thing, right? Well, that's the only winning play he had. You could it tell really is it is yeah. You could tell it chapped his ass to do it, mm-hmm. and that he's pissed that Raylan got one over on him. But I think that's one of the great things is that. They have this surface level, just congenial, two good old Southern boys meeting at the high school reunion, catching up, and, oh, you're having a baby? Oh, what's that going to be? But underneath, there's just all this menace. Yeah, I appreciate that you're having a baby. What's in the case, Boyd? It's brilliant. Uh, This episode is directed by Dean Parasot, who is a, or probably Parasot, I don't do well with French names, or any any name. Any, I don't do well with English, any any language, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he's an, an Oscar-winning American film and television director who is famous for directing Oscar Home winning. Fries, Galaxy Quest, All right. and Red 2. Redemption. Eh. <laughs> eh. Uh, Galaxy Quest is the best of them, Galaxy in my Quest opinion. is a hell of a film. If yeah. that's, I've never made anything that good. I haven't either, no. Who are you to meth this guy? I'm not an Oscar winner, that's for sure. Uh, it was written by Dave Andron and BJ Boyd. Dave has got 14 episodes justified to his name. One thing I was excited to see is he directed a number of episodes of Knight Rider back in the day. <laughs> Knight Rider, huh? Hell yeah, that was Knight right. Rider and Airwolf and MacGyver. Between those three shows, 
many, many formative. Uh, oh yeah, Aaron, uh, growing up drama moments there. Uh, VJ uh, Boyd has directed uh, thirteen episodes of Justified and serves as a story editor and producer, same as Dave. Uh, so we're we're again in good hands. I feel like mm-hmm. uh, we're confident that we're going to have some good material, and in fact, we do. Definitely. Uh, how do you want to start this? I, I don't really know. How about a Raylan Death Watch? How about Raylan that Death Watch? Wow. Yeah, we've been talking about uh, okay. signs that maybe. We're trying to figure out who's living, who's dying. Yeah. Raylan's talking an awful lot about his daughter. Awful mm, lot about yeah. how long it's going to take for her to walk. How long it's going to take for her to talk. Not wanting to miss anything. This is starting to be very much uh, a cop talking about being two weeks away from retirement. Right? Yeah. Sure. Like these, yeah. th- I'm not just making this shit up, am I? <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. I recently watched Falling Down for the, the second time. Uh, Robert Duvall in that movie talks a lot about how he is, that is his day. He's retiring that day when that happens. He doesn't end up dead at the end of that thing. So there's a counterpoint. Is he the exception that proves the rule then? He might be. He might be. What'd you make of... uh, Speaking of people who might die or look like they're in serious jeopardy this season, I think Ava is in serious jeopardy. I don't think, like, when when you factor in, like... Boyd talking about how he couldn't trust Dewey anymore, so that's why he had to kill him. And you're not so sure that he trusts Ava anymore. I, it gets me worried. All right. Uh, so let's put a pin in that for a minute. Okay. <laughs> what do you think about, speaking of Raylan versus Boyd, they met up in Calhoun's mm-hmm. off, uh, you know, hallway where Boyd was going to take Calhoun's ledgers and I guess successfully blackmail him. Although yeah. Calhoun seemed like he was, he, he's terrified of Ty Walker, which we're going to be talking about here in a minute. Yeah. Raylan or, and Boyd had his conversation about fatherhood. Does it change you? I've heard that. I've heard that, this, that Raylan, I heard that this stuff, this, this is fathered stuff changes you. Is that, do you think that's true? What, what's going on there? Hmm. Is that Boyd? I kind of took it as one of those uh, underhanded threats. Like, get out while you can sort of thing. Yeah, like, you're a hard ass, and you've got a boner for hitting, getting me, but now you got a newborn baby in in uh, Florida. Yeah. Are you going to change in a way that's going to have me not being behind bars or dead? You know, I take everything Boyd says as a threat, so I don't know how to distinguish anymore his polite banter from his menacing threats. Hmm. Um, but I, I think, yeah, sure, it could be. And that's something, you know, that they talked about at the end of last season, and they were talking about a lot at the beginning of this season. That's got to be a concern for Raylan, and it's a concern for us as an audience, I think. What do you think of uh, Boyd and Duffy and Catherine's conversation here, where they talked about, you know, we, we debated last week about whether Catherine and Duffy, or maybe just Catherine, uh-huh. set Boyd up to do this this errand boy routine. It it yeah. I I came away from that conversation thinking that they did indeed expect to him, uh, expected him to her, expected him <laughs> to have the money that there was going to yeah. be money in that box. It felt totally genuine that they were questioning like, did he take our money? But then again, he also doesn't have the documents on him, so maybe they were just pissed that he didn't bring that and that he mm. hid that stuff at in in, in Ava's barn. No, I it felt definitely more to me like they expected money in there and and Boyd didn't show up with that. Uh now I don't I don't know why they would expect money in there. 
I don't either. Like they know it's Calhoun's box. Did they are they to what extent are Duffy and Catherine aware of Ty Walker's whereabouts? Oh, or his I think plans? I think they're very aware. I think the thing between Catherine and Sam Elliott Avery in this is her kind of trying to get at his money. Well, so you think that so I think Sam Elliott Avery is, his is boss? the boss of Ty Walker. That's where I think this is going. Interesting. Uh, and that Catherine Hale is trying to get one over on Avery um, and take his money, but she didn't expect there to be this shit in here. She expected there to be money right. in there. Because that money that they're using to buy up all these properties is somewhere. It's coming from somewhere, and we know Ty Walker is not the boss. And we also know that the pizza portal... Mm-hmm. Used to be, I, I I don't know what to consider spoilers in here because Graham Yost is doing this uh, as he does every season, this post mortem on Yahoo, uh-huh. and he's dishing out what I would argue to be spoilers. Okay, about you know, I guess his writing team did another sojourn to Harlan County, mm-hmm. and they did a lot of walking around the town, and they were very enamored of this pizza portal place where they found that it was used to be a bank, and that they've you know I I know that I don't think this is a spoiler because. Raylan says as much. This place used to be a bank. Yeah, he says it. Boyd and Ava are excited about the fact that this is their base of operations. Mm-hmm. And but we don't know why they're keeping their money somewhere, and it's not in a safety deposit box. Mm-hmm. So the the question becomes: Is it is it this former bank? Does it have some kind Does it of have a big safe there? Are they right? stashing the money to buy all the properties in there. But but we know that this is not I mean having having the money in a place that's secure is not the scheme. They already have the money. The scheme is buying out this property all over Harlan. For what purpose? What yeah. the hell are they doing? Man, I do not know. Like I'm trying to think of the things that are valuable in Harlan. I mean this is Cole this Cole was one of them, but I don't think it is anymore. Well, that's the thing. Like, this smacks a lot of season two, where yeah. you had the coal company trying to buy out people's properties and, you know, trying to make, you know, uh, trying to buy land where they just wanted to blow the tops of the mountains off and strip mine the thing. And, yeah. and you know, Boyd and Raylan and Mags Bennett's opinions and all that stuff. I, I kind of, I'm starting to get the feeling after the second episode that this is a little bit of a, uh, a redo of season two. Okay. Because you've got this real estate plot going, uh, mm-hmm. you've got, uh, you know, you had a big physically intimidating dumbass Coover <laughs> Bennett in season two. You've got a sure. big physically intimidating dumbass and Choo Choo. Yep. In this episode, in this thing, you've got Ty Walker who's in the Mags Bennett role, or maybe uh, Sam. What did you say Sam Elliott's name was? His name's Avery something. Maybe Avery is the Mags Bennett role, and Ty is the Dicky, and Choo Choo is the Coover. I don't. I don't know. Full name's Avery Markham. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I think you might be right. They might be trying to emulate the success of season two because it was by far the best season in my opinion. Uh, even above, like you know, season three was good, but season two was great. So maybe they they wanted to go back to that formula. What do you think of Ty Walker? Uh, in the first episode, we didn't know what to think of him. He seems kind yeah. of like a bit of a dandy, okay. flashing cash More around. around his Mercedes uh, uh, didn't particularly take him as much of a threat. He's a peacock. He He's is. a goddamn peacock, and he does not like being called out at all. This is what happened when when you call a when you call a stranger a peacock. Uh, 
yeah, he's 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 waltering up there at the end of the episode. Scathing. We don't know to what end. Scathing commentary on his being a peacock. But he's a he's definitely he's a scary dude. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, there's something intimidating about the way he carries himself. Um, I mean, he's like kind of implied threats. I mean, he's talking to Calhoun, which I feel for Calhoun. Calhoun is a dude that you know he's a Harlan County. Uh, real estate agent. He likes getting BJs from his mistress on the side. Uh-huh. And now he's talking about whipping out people's teeth and killing them afterwards and, and torturing them. I mean, Calhoun's scared to death. He didn't want to give up this bank manager because he's afraid of what uh, Ty Walker might do with it. I was afraid for this bank manager's life when he went to talk to her in his, yeah. his guise of what, what's the name of their security firm? I think you've got uh, that Tiger right Hawk security. Good uh, name. Yeah. And, what we what we see ties ties Ty and Choo Choo and this guy who's called Seabass together is they've got this kind of three kings Iraqi war veteran <laughs> you know little shades of season. All right, who's Clooney? <laughs> who's Wahlberg? Ty and who's Ice Cube? I I don't know. I don't know because wasn't there wasn't there a hillbilly dumbass one that got killed? Like there was four guys, but. You know, you might be right. Mark Mark Wahlberg was pretty dumb in that, but I, I no think no no. There, there was, was one guy. that was like the guy that's like we three kings be stealing the gold. That Gee, guy. I haven't seen that in fifteen years, man. <laughs> no, but couldn't we, tell you. We've got this. Uh, these these uh, uh, maybe they're special forces. Maybe they're just uh, you know uh, you know garden variety rank and file marines. I don't know, but mm-hmm. they they definitely have this this war experience. Yeah, and it's a new breed of. We got a little bit of that with uh, Boyd's associate, mm-hmm. um, played by the guy who did was the ER medic in season four. I can't remember what his name is. Um, you remember that guy? He had the the, the, the snake charmer season. Yeah, I'm trying to think of his name, and I can't think of it. Oh, well. But we had a little bit of that. Now we got a, a trio of them. Yeah. You think they're connected to Ty Avery or the the Avery? I think so. Uh, so like, if I if I kind of try and connect all of the dots here um you know in the same episode where we see some guy who is clearly you know well off and is is connected with Catherine hale um and we also get you know raylan talking to ty saying oh you must have a boss you're clearly not in charge right uh the introduction of those two ideas and that character and that idea together seem to connect those two in my mind anyway um, and I think it would be interesting if, you know, Catherine Hale, after her husband dies, um, and they were business partners, Sam Elliott and her husband were business Is partners. Is her husband dead or in jail? Uh, good question. I, I don't remember. Uh, he's out of the picture one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would be interesting if she's now trying to take whatever Sam Elliott has, whatever Avery's got, uh, through some some pizza portal magic. I don't know. I don't know what her in game is. I don't know what the plot really is, but I feel like they're connected. I don't know if Gladys shows up. Shit's going to get real. Yep. I think pizza, it's interesting. Pizza is a lie that they're setting up Tim to be especially antagonistic to these guys, which was kind uh-huh. of his job for the other, uh, desert storm slash Iraqi yeah, war bet that they had in season four. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there something about, these guys abusing or besmirching their status of veterans that really just pisses Tim off. Probably. 
I mean, Probably. I would see that would be something that would, you know, it's like, hey, I've, I've dealt with my problems. I'm a lawman. I'm trying to do what's I'm, I'm trying to use my skills in a way that helps people. You guys are yeah. just preying on people that must not sit well. Yeah, with him. no, he's giving Tim a bad name, too. Right. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. So I, I could see that being the case. Sure. Uh, what do you think of the old school Harlan couple just not taking any of Ty's shit? Good for them. Him, get but, on with his peacock self. But also bad for them. Because the scene we see near the end, or, where they're going in with rolled up plastic, is that yeah? I think they're going in to kill him. Yeah, I, I don't think that's very ambiguous there. No, something bad's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So bad decision, but I respect him for it. No, and it, that's that that's the uh, the citizenry we come to expect from and love from Harlan, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Har- Harlan is more than just you know, a, a place where people live. It's it's a home for them. So we talked about Choo Choo a little bit, who it turns out is a massive fan of, of Justified and yeah. and a Redditor. Yeah, I looked on Reddit right after the episode, and he had been commenting in the episode thread. Yeah, he's he is really, really jazzed about being uh, on Justified. And it reminds me of yeah. the guy who played the, oh, shit, Sheriff Shelby, who was also on Deadwood. I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah, I don't either. But he used to get on Alan Sepinwall's comment threads for oh, Justified cool. and give, like, behind-the-scenes information. And he clearly in, really enjoyed being with those guys and working on the thing. And this guy seems like... Number one, um, clearly he's not an idiot. He yeah. seems like a smart dude. He's also an MMA fighter. Had no idea. I mean, the guy looks like a fucking monster. He's a beast. Yeah. No, his name is uh, Duke Davis Roberts, if you're looking for him, like his MMA stuff. DDR, Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> yeah, Dance Dance uh, Retribution, probably. I love that there, there's so many great moments between him and Raylan and him and Tim. Yeah, no, that scene. <laughs> and he's following him and he's it's like, uh, you know, it reminds me of me when I had my first car as a Toyota Tercel. It's like this this <laughs> giant dude behind his little wheel. Uh, and he, he when uh, Raylan figures out he's following him and he pulls over and he's there in the middle of the road and and he rolls out his window like, get out of the road, cock holster. <laughs> <laughs> and Raylan. um I thought his dialogue was, I don't know how to describe it, when he's like, you're uttering, you're throw, hurling these foul utterances in my dire- direction. Um, he's like, like the Shakespeare version of Harlan dialect, like this is a show for him. He's trying to okay. shine this guy on deliberately. See, I felt like Raylan was off kilter in this scene. Hmm. Like... He didn't expect the guy to be this big, A. Didn't expect him to be this dumb. This He didn't know at first whether he was actually this dumb or whether the guy wasn't following him. This, that, that, are you, are, are, <laughs> I'm not following you sequence. No, are you not following me as in you don't understand it or are you just not following, not following me. me? I'm not following you. That was some who's on first type shit right there. Beautiful. And I felt like that threw Raylan off. And then when yeah. Raylan goes and says, well, now I'm going to take your car. He is, he does not take his eyes off of Choo Choo. I think he is very intimidated by this guy's size. Uh, and that this guy could be a threat. Well, I, he's the Raylan he's version. He's got his hand on his gun. Sure. He doesn't take his eyes off him. He's the Raylan version. In, uh, he's the Raylan version of intimidated, where when a guy makes an overt physical threat, you counter with, well, <laughs> that's nice. I'm going to take your car. 
Sure. It's as threatened as Raylan ever gets, right? I, I can skin the smoke wagon faster than you can throw a punch. Sure. Uh, yeah, but I, I thought that was interesting. Raylan just, he, he felt overwhelmed by that whole scenario to me in some ways. So it, it, so we're talking about the Thai sea bass choo-choo triangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, choo-choo's the muscle. Yep. Uh, Ty Walker is the, um, you know, he's the Hannibal, uh, like, A-team, the leader, apparently. Although not the leader, because as Raylan points out, the leader of an outfit doesn't go door to door. Yeah. He's got a boss. And I'm... also, just look at him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Seabass. Let's talk about Seabass. I don't know what he does in this operation. I want to say he's like the brains. He's like the... Nah... I don't know. I consider the boss the brains, you know, like and the boss can be many things. He can be the facilitator. He can be the bankroller. But the brains, I mean, yeah. maybe this is the guy who actually I mean, he's logistics, maybe. Like, yeah. Who are we going to find out is actually from Harlan? Because I feel like one of these guys uh, or is Avery because somebody has to know about these properties and what their significance is. Someone has to understand about the pizza portal, uh, which, yes, I, I meant to say this. I, I can't remember if I did or not, but that. Uh, when they went down to Harlan, um, I, I know famously the writers went down in season two, which is another t- tie to see the season two. They mm-hmm. went down and toured it and actually got pictures and, and, uh, found out about a bunch of the history. Um, they did that again in, in the off season for this. And one thing that came away is they love the pizza portal yeah. and the idea that it was a bank and they wanted to make it part of the story. Uh, maybe Ted can, uh, can chime in about the pizza portal. And how it is we, we the, that's such a weird name for a pizza place. But. Yeah, but it's weird because like in our own Greenfield, uh, no. did you ever go with me to like Bonnie and Clyde's? No. So Bonnie and Clyde's was a restaurant that had a great tenderloin, by the way, that was built into a bank. Oh, okay. an old bank. Yeah, and they actually had uh, bullet like like they had bullet holes like. In, in, um, like that, just artifacts of another time, or purposely put there, purposely to... put there to, to look okay. cool. And and they had turned their um, their bank vault that they had uh-huh. swung open with the the bars and everything into like a dry storage. Okay, like you know that's where they put all their buns and their herbs and yeah. their peppers, and you know you could walk past and just stock full of shit. Who knows if that was just for show? Or they actually used that as a storeroom, but it was cool. And and I guess I was reading some behind the scenes stuff with. Um, uh, Graham Yost, and he was talking about like that's you know a lot of places like old time banks gone out of business, and it's very popular for restaurants to build there. And you got this built in kind of theme and atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Indianapolis, there is a place called Art Bank, mm. and it is like an art gallery that's built into an old bank, and they have art pieces in their vault. Well, they're missing a boat there because they could be selling food. They could be, yeah. Instead, they're selling access to iffy art. <laughs> uh, sounds like a great, great idea. Uh, one thing about so the sea bass is seen. We learned a couple things. Number one, Choo Choo has got some brain damage. Yeah, uh, and you can see a scar on the side of his face. And they explicitly said that that was some shrapnel that he took in the war. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But the other thing we learned is sea bass is not afraid of Choo Choo. Like uh, he he mm-hmm. keeps on kind of antagonizing. Choo Choo says, "You want to ride the train?" He's like, "Bring it on." It seemed like. Choo Choo would just destroy these guys. Yeah, I don't know why he's so confident in his ability. Does he have like a trigger word that he can just reduce him to tears at a moment's notice? Like what? What is shrapnel? Yeah, or I mean, why? And Choo Choo has this really weird disconnect with what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. Like he's completely oblivious that Tim 
is a law enforcement officer. Seabass, uh, mm. I think, realized as soon as Tim walked in the door that there was something going on there, where Seabass just doesn't get it. And like when Raylan comes yeah. back and says, oh, yeah, I was the guy that took your car and here's your keys back, all that stuff. Um, yeah, he's a different kind of character from what we've seen of the dumb characters in Harlan County so far, right? It's almost in like he's, he's not just dumb or ignorant. Yeah, it's he's, like he's got brain damage. It's, it's like his short term memory doesn't work correctly. Yeah. Yeah. He can make connections and stuff, but like the the you know his memory is always being overwritten. It's kind of like a little memento type thing. He's <laughs> got to have Polaroids and, and and lists and stuff, so he knows what the hell he's doing. Uh-huh. Uh Let's talk about uh, Sam Elliott as Avery Markham. We're introduced. Okay. He is. Uh, it seems like him and Catherine are lovers. No, because they're lounging in a hotel bed, but Possibly, they're not yeah. necessarily naked. They're smoking some primo weed. According to Sam Elliott, and that, I believe Sam Elliott would know. That good stuff that doesn't make you paranoid. It's a clean mm-hmm. high. It's the clean up high. Clean high, yeah. Um, you know, and, and then he's, it, he's mustacheless, which I think is the most important part of Sam Elliott in this scene. Which is really took me the better part of a scene to get over. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's got the, you can tell that he's freshly shaved. Uh, like, you know, this is a man who has had a mustache for a very long time because there's a slight skin tone difference between his upper lip and the rest mm. of his face probably like if i keep this beard up for a couple more years yeah. i'll have the definite like i'll have the baby face cheeks and chin uh-huh. and i'll have the old man eyes and forehead <laughs> um sure so your theory about Catherine somehow taking advantage of him uh-huh my problem is if that's the case why is she coming to him with her problem when her her gardener which is the cover she, she uses she to talk about it. She covers it with metaphor, yeah. it's But but it's an obvious metaphor. He's not. I don't feel like he's fooled. It's like if you came to me and said, hey, I've got a friend that is worried about, you know, what happens if a condom breaks. I'd be like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I'd be like, okay, I'll go along with this, but I know what the hell's going on. But, but, it, but it's even worse than that, right? Like, I've got a, a friend who is starting another podcast network. <laughs> And wants to know... You son of a bitch! I knew it! Uh, Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, If if she's plotting against him, that's a ballsy or an ovary thing for her, in her case. An ovary thing to do. You're right. Uh, I don't know how to explain that. Maybe maybe my theory is not rock solid, but it's based on nothing, so... Or maybe she doesn't... She They're both going after the same thing, and they don't know it yet. Like, she knows somehow through her connections that Calhoun has got these guys buying up a lot of property. He, uh... She doesn't realize he's at the top of that. No. No, mm. no. I I wonder if, if they just, they it's going to be one of these deals where they both are going for the same loot, and they're going to slowly find yeah. out, and then they don't know, what, like, one of them will find out, and they don't know if the other knows, and it's going to be this cat-and-mouse game... Which that's the other thing about Justified is that they layer these cat and mouse games. Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, one guy's the cat, one guy's the mouse, but this mouse is also the cat in another relationship. Uh-huh. We see it happen over and over again, and they're masters at it. Yeah, it's sometimes hard to follow. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll admit that. Maybe I'm I've got a little choo choo syndrome, but <laughs> uh it t- it takes me a while sometimes to catch on to these things. I love his philosophy about how to guarantee loyalty. Is like you you know overpay him, Christmas oh. birthdays you know it's like you just just overpay him so it just seems ridiculous. Anyone comes to offer him is like oh no I'll never go against Avery. Yeah. So you think he's got this like golden glove kind of philosophy? 
Mm-hmm. But then there's also the whole, well, maybe you need to take an eye or two. Yeah. An eye? I don't know. Two eyes, maybe. That's a, that's a, that's a start. Um, yeah, that's a great scene because it sets up how dangerous this guy might be. You know, um, he's not, he's not as, I mean, maybe he says he's retired or he's, you know, on break or whatever he's doing. But if he's involved in this, that could be a scary thing. He seems like a scary guy. He could be uninvolved and, you know, Catherine, by confiding in him, is going to bring him in. Sure. But then again, we, Ty's got to have a boss. I mean, unless Raylan is wrong, which I don't, can't think of a single time where that's actually happened. He does. It's possible we haven't seen him yet. Um, but I, I feel it's like brought, just, it's still just episode two. Yeah. But they brought a lot of bad guys into this. I mean, sure. if you look at, so I, I was doing a, a tally here and I feel like the facial hair balance is way out of whack on these two sides. You've got Ty full beard, full beard, you've got sea bass full beard. You've got Duffy with the duff stash and now the soul patch. Uh, you've got the Duff stash is is not working for me necessarily. No, I mean the soul patch doesn't work for me either. But yeah, uh, his you, eyebrows are enough. Uh, you've got Choo Choo with the full beard. Like they Wait, had whoa, whoa. to take Choo Choo doesn't have a full beard. He has a beard, doesn't he's he? He's got some like I don't know. Well, okay, maybe Chew O'Clock full. He's got he's got Chew O'Clock shadow. I mean, you know, he's got facial hair. Sam Elliott had to go bald, otherwise the balance is way out of whack because you got Tim and you got Raylan. And you got, like, Rachel doesn't have any hair. Uh, Art doesn't have any facial hair. Like, nobody's got facial hair on the good guy's side. Hmm. Is that them saying, like, is that them doing the evil TV thing of goatee? Is, uh, is I don't know. News? It's kind of like when people are talking about Breaking Bad, all the bald heads on there. Yeah. Like, at yeah. what point does it just, you know... I, Boyd what, is the only counter argument to that. What's interesting is I saw in the interview is that Sam Elliott, I guess, naturally is not sh- is, is sh- clean shaven. Which, and he grows the stash for movies? Uh, on demand, apparently. It's like, you want me to show up tomorrow with a mustache? <laughs> he just like grits his teeth and <laughs> it sprouts out like a expl- uh, hair explosion <laughs> on his lip. Wow. But uh, and I guess there was debate amongst because uh, Timothy Oliphant now is like, I guess, a peer to Graham Yost. And. Um, he, in they, what way? They're both executive producers. And for example, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Choo Choo was supposed to be Mondo. Yeah. Which is a Blazing Saddles reference. And I guess uh, Timothy Oliphant, they, they started talking about this Choo Choo thing and he got to giggling about it. And he's like, no, no, we got to call him Choo Choo. Hmm. So uh, Mr. Oliphant has a lot of power within this this thing starting around season four. Yeah. Um, or maybe season three. I don't know. Anyway, uh it, it, I guess that him and Yost had a powwow, and they're like, nah, we don't want Sam to regrow his beard, or his mustache. All right. Which is weird to me, because I remember from the season preview, Seppenwall's talking about how, you know, now that he's seen Avery's character, that he can't imagine him with the, with a mustache. It's still jarring for me. I feel like Sam Elliott Unjustified needs his goddamn mustache. I'm with you. We um, ju- and, and the other but- thing, we just watched Big Lebowski for one of our commission yeah. podcasts last week. Badass Sam Elliott with a big ass handlebar mustache is fresh in my mind. Yeah, he cowboy re- hat, all that. Yeah, bolo I, tie. I think I, I could, I could use, I could use Avery with a bolo tie and a mustache. I don't know about sure. the ten gallon hat. He doesn't need to be wearing chaps or jingly spurs or shit like that. <laughs> but the mustache. This is a modern day western. That mm-hmm. seems a piece of it. I, I'm curious to see what Seppenwall meant by the whole be enamored with the lack of stash. So in his second episode review and the review for this episode Mm -hmm. he says 
he can't give away spoilers, obviously. I don't know how much more he knows than this, but he says that obviously Avery is uh, a business partner and some high up kind of like executive type dude in a business and that maybe that mustache wouldn't be an appropriate look for him. I don't know that I that I completely agree with Alan on that, but that was his justification for it. Uh, maybe that goes somewhere in the series, but I don't feel like the series needs to justify why Sam Elliott does not have a mustache. Yeah. That would be a little too meta for me. Yeah, you might be too right. fourth Wally. I'm just saying I kind of missed a mustache. I do too. Yeah, he just looks weird without it to me. Uh, let's talk about Ava. Have an Ava update. Okay. Ava thought she did good. She grabbed these documents from, from Boyd uh, <laughs> after he left them in her barn. Uh, yeah. She turned them over to Raylan. Uh, Raylan is then instantly suspicious that Boyd planted these to see if she would do exactly what she did. Uh-huh. Question. Is Raylan suspicion accurate? And if so, which I kind of buy, when Boyd comes to check on her later, is he mollified by what Ava tells her? Or, by, yeah, but what Ava tells him, especially when you throw the pizza portal tidbit I don't on know top the definition of, of the word mollified. Uh, is he does he accept and believe? Does that make him feel better about? Does it does uh, it make his suspicion uh, diminish? Man, I mean, the Ava... man just watched her sleep in a menacing fashion last week, uh-huh. and talks about how much he doesn't trust trust Dewey Crow, and they had to die. I don't know, man. This triangle is one of the most interesting things to me in this season of Justified. Uh, I feel like nobody trusts anybody. Now, maybe at the end of this episode, when she comes back and she says, hey, I want to be on your side, but I got to be in on it. Uh, Here is the documents. Did you notice this? It's Pizza Portal. Maybe Boyd starts to trust her more there. But I'm not even certain of that. Well, you, you mentioned triangles. So let's bring Raylan back into the picture. Yeah. Uh, I still don't know her plan because this thing that she mentioned about the pizza portal, she kept the Boyd. Uh-huh. Obviously, it instantly she's not clicked for Boyd. Yeah, they both knew the significance of it. We don't, which is yes. great. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, she's working for Raylan. She's not telling Boyd that. To me, she's still riding riding the fence along and, and it's. I'm thinking that she is going to find a way to screw both of these guys over. She's or if not screw one or the other over to maximize the Ava the Ava possibilities. Yes, I am almost 100% with you. Um is it I just don't know exactly how I feel about that scene where she tells him about the pizza portal. I don't know how much of that is actually her Wanting back in on this. And yeah, if she's going to be in, she's going to be in. I, Because Raylan just kind of fucked her over, right? Like, I love that scene where she's like, oh, you know, uh, bring me something, Ava. Risk your life yeah. to get me something, Ava. I was Ava. expecting a good job, uh, Ava. Put him back, Ava. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's a fantastic scene. But, but it also says that she's not feeling it with Raylan. Like, she feels like she's being dicked around by Raylan as well. So she's playing it cool. She's playing her cards close to the vest. Did you get a little hint that she might be falling for Boyd again? A little bit. Because Boyd doesn't have it. She hasn't given him a chance to explain himself, and they haven't really talked about what went on in the prison. Yeah. 
you know, like what position Boyd was in and what all stuff happened. Like, do you, I feel like, first of all, Raylan's taken. Like, I think Raylan is uh, emotionally and romantically, I don't know about romantically preoccupied with with Winona, but his eyes, I mean. He's not going to hook up with Ava. I no, I don't ever see that. happening. And I don't think Ava has any inclination. I mean, you know, yeah. she's got too much self-respect to fall for a man who is emotionally blackmailing her to yeah. turn on Boyd. Yeah. But I also think there's a little bit of that Bonnie and Clyde stuff coming back. Feels like it. It feels like it. But like Raylan said last episode, if she's on her A game, Boyd and Raylan and by extension us will never see it coming. Yeah, did the pep top did the pep talk work? Well, it's a brilliant piece of foreshadowing, if so, because it's basically telling us as the audience, uh, you're not gonna see the mindfuck coming. No, they're riding this line perfectly. No, they're I, right on the fence. I think this I am super excited for the season so far. This has been yeah. one of the best starts we've had since the introduction of Carpetbagger, honestly. Yeah. And it, every one of these three dudes, I don't know about sea bass, but for certain Yeah. Choo Choo and Ty Walker kind of scared the shit out of me in mm. uh, terms of Raylan and Tim. Uh, one final thing. I don't know if you got anything else. The 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 shopkeep that's sweeping up Boyd's bar and who yep, challenges Ra- thing. Yeah, He finds Dewey's necklace and puts it on. Mm-hmm. Boyd kills Dewey. Uh, Raylan's the type of guy who's going to notice an alligator teeth necklace. Is that going to be that's going to be significant? It's just a, a matter of people of, might be. I mean, Boyd's lying to everybody about that. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Ava. you had the turtle dog and the alligator teeth necklace. That's his heirlooms, right? Everybody yeah. knows. I mean, other than the sea hale uh, tattoo he's got on his neck, that's probably the most recognizable <laughs> thing about him. Sure. Uh, I think they did that on. Per- Why else have that in the, the episode? You know, no, it's uh, conspicuous. someone is going to notice that. And when they do, maybe it's going to break bad. Like you said. Yeah, I think Ava's probably going to notice it. And I think she might be starting to get back on Team Boyd, but when she sees that, she is going to freak out. Anything else you want to talk about in this episode? Um, I don't know. So why does Raylan... What what does Raylan get out of these papers? Like, I, he goes into the well, office and he gets the confession, but... Like, I don't understand how he got that confession. <laughs> he just kind of walked in and said, I have some papers, and the guy spilled his guts. Right? Yeah. Because he was afraid of every, anybody else finding out about him. Sure, sure. Um, I, that's a lot, of, a lot of crime surrounding those documents, too. Like, blackmail documents are stolen and then used for extortion later on. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, because that's the one thing I don't get about Calhoun, how he got uh, uh, wrapped up in this. When did he know these guys are dangerous? When did he, you know, uh, uh, apparently he first thought it was just some money. Um, Do we believe that line that his mistress told, like where she was coming to her? You know, is that, you know, Raylan's got a blind spot for women. So if she just starts running her mouth about stuff she doesn't really understand, or maybe she's deliberately covering for him, maybe he's... He does seem definitely disturbed about Boyd and Ty. He's afraid of both of those men. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was it was it was weird to me that Raylan had her put the documents back. Um like I I guess I see why he did it in case he Boyd was kind of expecting that to happen. But I don't think Boyd was. Like I 
Why, why do you think Boyd, because you said uh, that you're leaning that way, why do you think Boyd was fake planting those documents there for Ava to find? I think um, him watching, aggressively watching her sleep tells me that his number one priority is to find out whether he can trust Ava or not. And he's got these documents uh, that maybe they're valid. And value. smokes that out and says, put them back for that reason. Well, I yeah, uh, I think that's 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 one thing. And I said also that maybe he because this all happens when he uh, in conjunction with him meeting with Catherine and Duffy and basically saying, you know, I don't got shit, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's thinking that, like, well, if I lose the documents and find out, you know, if I lose the documents then I know Ava can't be trusted and that's valuable information and these documents don't have any intrinsic value. If uh, I have the documents and and keep them, then I can use them to blackmail this dude, and that's going to have some intrinsic value. I don't know. I don't know how much of that is shot in the dark, how much of that is just his wily, backwoods, redneck ways. I don't – I mean, he's clearly extremely intelligent tactically and strategically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's some angle to it. Sure. I also question a little bit why he doesn't trust Ava. I mean, I know she just you know got out of prison on – somewhat suspicious sure that's suspicious as hell uh i i just didn't think that season four boyd would ever not trust ava you're talking on season four season five or sorry season five boyd would ever not trust ava man i that's yeah i I, I, I just never i felt like boyd was a hundred percent assured of ava's loyalty at all times and maybe like she gets out of prison and she starts saying well we don't need to be together and all that stuff and he changes his tune yeah but i just never really they didn't do enough to establish that that doubt in my mind i guess for for me to believe that he would fake plant documents and try and lure her into revealing herself you know yeah. but again it's like you know one of those things where it's like you know not a lot of downside huge upside type of thing knowing that you this person's got you've got this loyalty i i don't know yeah i guess he did think the documents were completely valueless at that point <laughs> or he wasn't sure so it's like you know something of indeterminate value versus knowing that you have someone's loyalty or not that's yeah. that's got some value to it and you know he's been uh, on kind of the loyalty uh having problems with loyalty lately sure with dewey crow and, sure and the like and his brother yeah <laughs> or no not his brother his cousin, his cousin johnny. cousin yeah. johnny um anything else you want to talk about nah i'm okay i like to institute something you got zombie kill of the week and dumbass revived the week on walking dead i like to institute best line of the week all right that's a good one on this show i forgot i had one last week i forgot over deleted my notes um surprisingly i feel like tim's got the best lines this week he's got the mm. uh you want to flap flapjack him short bust him special attention him uh which i reminded me of the scene of uh you know in oceans 11 where uh george clooney and brad pitt are talking about like you know we yeah need, the different moves like an ele- we need a we need a grease man of ella fitzgerald and like all this stuff <laughs> like these are like cop terms that only a cop would understand and even Raylan's like you bullshit me about some of this stuff yeah. i thought that was super funny and his you know as ty walker's asking these things about the case is like would it rock your world if I told you that we don't discuss details in an open case with every joke dipshit we meet on the streets? <laughs> Tim had some scathing commentary this like, episode. Yeah. When did he become the new Raylan? Like, I feel like we wasted so much Tim potential with him just kind of hating on Raylan and you're a pain in the ass, Raylan, and we have to do like he he's he's found his inner Raylan. He shifted to Raylan gear. He just doesn't give a shit. You're right. He kind of has. I, I felt like we needed the year where he was just kind of shitting all over Raylan too. Hmm. 
Well, I mean, Raylan is appropriate. A, Raylan is a giant pain in the ass. Yeah, to everyone yeah. around him. Mm-hmm. So that's fair. It's almost like Tim has been corrupted by Raylan. I I love it. Right, I'm loving it. Like he's out there pulling this choo choo car following shenanigan shit, where he's offering him rides back to town. Like that doesn't strike me as Tim of season three. No, not at all. He wouldn't go along with that. No, no. But I I uh, I, I got to give line of the week to him. I'm not. I like the flapjack, yeah. short bus, special attention. <laughs> okay, uh, stuff. Um, it's good. We got a little bit of feedback. Shall we get to that? Definitely. Scott V says, uh, I think this is about Boyd. I think Boyd, uh, we talked about when did he decide to kill Dewey and why. He says, I think Boyd decides to kill J- Dewey as soon as Dewey says, I want to talk about Mexico. That's a strong, a strong point. Cause when he says that they cut the Boyd and his eyes kind of click, uh, add to that, that he just said that Raylan broke his jaw. Boyd instantly huh. wonders if Dewey was working for Raylan, or he thinks at least that Raylan might be gunning for him. Using Dewey, whether Dewey knows it or not. As soon as Dewey said Raylan, I turned to my wife and said, I don't think Dewey's going to make it through the season. Hmm. I was thinking Boyd is going to use Dewey to his advantage to get rid of him. My wife wife turned back to me and said, I don't think Dewey's going to make it through this episode. Parenthetically, he said, she's smarter than me. <laughs> uh, one other thought on this overall series. I love Boyd, Boyd and Raylan. I listened to some of your earlier podcasts on a series. And on one, you talked about whether you believe Boyd was for real when he found God. Now, in universe, I believe that he believed for a time, but it's hard for people to change who they are, so rev- reverted back to his type. Hmm. Now, as far as the show goes, I believe that plot line is for the character of Boyd. I think the writers figured out pretty early the potential of him, but then they had a problem. If Boyd and Raylan go up against each other, Boyd's going to die and we lose that character. So they made him, quote-unquote, see Jesus because that keeps him around and still creates some conflict because there's no way in hell... Raylan bought that for a minute. <laughs> then the show figured it uh, out. The Boyd can be the bad guy. His story can interweave and touch on Raylan's from time to time. That gives him the greatest interaction of the series. But Raylan is always going to go after bigger fish. He hasn't had time to go after Boyd until now. The only thing that worries me about this season, I love the Boyd and Raylan scenes where they are together. I'm worried with them circling each other all season. They won't share much screen space until the end. Well, it seems like uh, your fear largely is unfounded, Scott V, because Raylan and Boyd, one of the reasons they work is because only about once or twice a season do they really square off yeah. and kind of verbally spar. We've already got that two episodes in. So, you know, this final season, anything they've been saving up in the writer's Bible needs to be expended, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it, it's felt a little light on Raylan Boyd interactions for the last couple seasons. And he's on he's on a Boyd task force. Yeah, that's his whole point, his mission now. Anything else he's doing, like everyone's why he shut down Boyd in in search of the big bad of the season. But yeah. Boyd is the big bad. I'm worried because they're setting up more big bads, right? Yeah, Avery like, potentially Ty, Avery, Catherine, Ty. Duffy. There's a lot of big bads still left in this show. But Boyd is for the one season. He is the focus of this task force. He is, yeah. And, and he, Braylon is only sticking around in Harlan to catch Boyd. So he, he'd better be front and center in this uh, season. Right on. Scott continues, uh, I had another thought. I didn't care much for the Ava in jail storyline either. You guys commentated on Boyd uh, kind of forgetting about her. I think this was all deliberate. They had to break them two up to get the set uh, to get the setup for the season. I think one of the big questions they want us to wonder is when it comes down to the last showdown, who will Ava help? Yeah. Boyd or Raylan? 
I think Ava will be there. Ava will be there at the end and may be instrumental in how the show ends. Oh, I also think Raylan beats Boyd and lives. Does Boyd live? I could go either way on this, but if he dies, it's 50, 50 odds on Ava taking him out. The other 50 go to Raylan. Uh, I broadly agree with all those things, except yeah. for again, I think it's going to be Ava helps neither one of them. Ava helps Ava. Like a Sizzler's buffet, she helps herself. Like last scene, Ava in a bikini in Belize with a stack of money. <laughs> She's going the dentist route. <laughs> She's her own I damn... I get the feeling she doesn't really want to leave Harlan. I... But I don't what? know how she gets out without... As a guy who grew up... In a shit-kicking hometown in a part of the shit-kickingest part of the country. Uh-huh. If I was not tied to this by blood, <laughs> I would already be gone. I know, but... Like, what the hell is with a- Ava? Am I wrong, though? Do you, don't you get that impression? Ava says that, but what has she got holding her here? I don't know. Her I, fucking I really job-cutting hair? Yeah. The salon, they really need her, man. They don't have anybody on night shift. You know, you got to have somebody to lock up. Like, it's intimidating for me to think about moving to New York or moving to L.A. Moving to Seattle, no problem. Moving to Denver or Boulder, no problem. Moving to... Chicago, no problem. Yeah, Chicago. I love love Chicago. It's my my perfect size city. It's just, it's the Goldilocks zone for me. I mean, I could get being in Harlem and being intimidated to move into, like, New York, LA, you know, London, shit sure. like that. But there's lots of places that are not fucking Harlan County that are awesome. And I also <laughs> often wondered if she's protesting a bit too much or if they've done kind of a bad job of showing why her roots in this run so deep. Maybe. Maybe. Uh whatever it is, I definitely got that impression and I don't I don't know about her and Belize. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's cool. Like we were talking about this the other day like my old hometown, I know like the back of my fucking hand. Like yeah. uh, that whole county that I grew up in, I know every fucking road, every fucking street, where all the houses are. And I don't know that I'll never, I'll ever know a place like that again. Sure. So I get the attraction, but on the other hand, fuck Mooresville, Indiana. Well, I mean, you look at Harlan and you look at like the people that tie is threatening. They're very much attached to Harlan. You know, it's yeah. about legacy. It's about their homestead. I bet Ava feels a little bit of that too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. That's that old couple that could be Ava in a couple of years, yeah. assuming she found someone, assuming she either settled down with Boyd or found someone else. Yeah. Uh, and Raylan's speech the same way. We've had basically two impassioned speeches on the history of, of Harlan and how everything was tough. And then you throw in Boyd's, uh, those are hard men, Dewey, with a, you know, but they had a few, like, yeah. that. that is, there is something in their bones about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake from Tallahassee said, I really hope they put Raylan in danger and take more risks soon. This is the big bad showdown season, and Raylan has been mostly just blissfully walking around delivering his one-liners. Raylan doesn't seem to grasp <laughs> his danger, and as a result, I'm not feeling any tension. Raylan? Have you heard about him talking about his baby? That's the tension for yeah, me. Yeah. It's it's the the tension that the show writers are creating. It's not that Raylan ever feels tension. Raylan doesn't feel tension. I think he right? feels tension, he doesn't show it. Like how many yeah. times have we seen him with a gun in his his face and it's he almost just like he care. doesn't care, yeah. Like he's able to shut off the panic reaction that we would all feel. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the, the things surrounding him get us kind of tense. Uh, he concludes, this is the last season. There should be that dangerous feeling, right? Yeah. I'm just feeling the foreshadows of danger and it's mostly, 
you know, Hollywood trope things like him talking about getting to his daughter and not wanting to miss anything and, mm-hmm. and Ava saying, why are you missing this? And blah. I mean, four or five times a season, he walks into a situation that could potentially kill him hand on his gun and backs everybody else in the room down. Yeah. He did that with Choo Choo in this episode. Like, I feel like he is constantly in danger. Right. And we as an audience know that. He just doesn't care. Right. Uh, on the forums, Dr. Bell said that, that Sam Elliott in this episode reminded me a lot of Eagleton Ron from Parks and Re- Recreation. Have you seen the season where uh, Sam... Eagleton Ron. So, so, you know, Eagleton is the... The neighboring... Yeah. Uh, neighboring county or whatever. The yeah. director of their parks department is Sam Elliott. And his name is oh, Ron, is? too. And at first, him and Ron get together, and they go on like gangbusters because they both... <laughs> but but Ron, like <laughs> okay. like like Ron Swanson is this, like ultra-conservative... Not even conservative. He's like libertarian, like diehard yeah. libertarian, where Ron from Eagleton is like a Marxist revolutionary politically. <laughs> okay. And then they fucking hate each other but they both love steaks and whiskey and well, cigars no and... no eagleton no? ron is a vet like uh, they're mirror images they have the same kind oh, of zen and they, world yeah but they both like do woodworking and they have the glorious mustaches <laughs> but they're they they okay. hate everything each other stands for gotcha. uh it's it's really pretty funny ksa from also from the forums uh said tim's got the best line of the week all the way does it rock your world of I told you we don't discuss open cases with every Joe dipshit we meet in the street. I thought he said joke dipshit. Oh, Maybe it's Joe know. dipshit. Either Could way, be. dipshit, super funny. Yeah. Tim, you won line of the week uh, by the official bald move and by the listener vote. If you'd like to send in feedback for us, you can do so at justified at baldmove.com. You can get on our forums on forums.baldmove.com and check out our justified sub uh, sub forum you can check out facebook.com slash baldmove and also tweet at Jim at baldmove. Anything else you got for us? Nope, that's it. All right. We will see you next Thursday uh, for the next installment. Can't wait. Definitely. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See you. Bye-bye. See you